Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Everybody, welcome back to campus here at Trade Show University. And you know, we're all about the better results. And the best way to get results is through connection. That's what we'll be talking about today is community, human connection. And I am honored to have on today, Josh Hotzenpiller, who is the CEO of Juno, an all-in-one digital events and engagement platform. As a successful entrepreneur with a decade of experience in building community software platforms, he has worked with a variety of organizations that help digital and live events to reach a new level of connection. Josh, welcome to Trade Show University. Say hi to all of our event professionals out there. Yeah, Jim, thanks so much for having me. And hello, everybody. What a great day to, to listen, to grow, to develop, and to ultimately leave the world so much better than we found it. So I'm thrilled to share time. Absolutely. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Let's, let's, let me go back. Let's start about where you started in software. You've developed four successful software companies over the last decade. Why software? Yeah, you know, I, I remember when I was... We were working with some ideas early on in my career where we were mobilizing people to volunteer, to give of their resources for, for betterment of their community. And I was sitting with a, with a buddy actually at a gym, we were working out one morning, kind of going, these ideas are so right and true and transformative. How do we scale them? How do we get beyond San Diego where I'm at? And so we started our first software company called Profits for Purpose. It was in the CSR space where we helped for, primarily Fortune 500 companies mobilize their employees to donate time and resources to the local community. And we ended up having almost a million global employees that accessed that platform. Wow. Wow. GoPro, Estee Lauder, Staples, the NFL, all these great brands. And, and we started seeing the power of scale. And that's what got us excited about software. We said, how do we scale good things? And so from there, I went on to, to start a custom software agency called CrowdHub, where we would build the platforms for HP and the United Nations to scale their trainings and learnings. Started Wisdom Capture, a film agency where we would, we would film values from organizations from like Visa and Weight Watchers, and we'd scale them out to all their employees. And so scale to me was when you have something good, how do you get it out? And it's kind of like, you know, the audience here today, I mean, they've got products and services that, that they know that if people use, it's going to be better. You know, if you use this knife, it's going to cut better. If you use this part, it's going to function better. And so the whole idea is how do you take something that's good and scale it? Absolutely. That's, I love that, that you came to that because I think there's not enough companies out there that are thinking that way. Or, or if you're an event organizer, you're not thinking about, you're just thinking about having a good show, but how do we really scale? How do we really impact our members, our exhibitors, our sponsors to scale? And that is, and to get it to scale, it, it takes connection. It takes connection because we're serving people, right? Well, it does. And, and it's, it's, 
it's funny. I was on with, with a guy that there was, he called me last night. I was sitting out on my front porch watching the sunset and, and drinking a whiskey and just relaxing in the phone calls. And he's like, Hey, I'm trying to figure out how to connect with my audience. And if you're, if you're here today and you're kind of like, man, isn't that kind of the age old, no matter what you're doing, how do I connect with my audience? I mean, how do I on this podcast connect to the audience that's listening? And, and for those of you that, that don't know, part of my background was I was formerly trained as a pastor. And so I, you have to go to all, you have to go to theology school and you have to learn how to connect to people. Cause ultimately uh, everything comes down to whether you're sitting at a bar and you want to walk across the room and meet somebody, whether you're sitting at a trade show and you want somebody to stop at your booth, whether you're creating a product and you want someone to engage with it, there has to be connection. So he called me and he said, he kind of told me his problem. And I said, Chad, I'm going to give you a little tip uh, that my, my, my speaking professor gave me uh, in college. It's called the FCF. It was the fallen condition focus. It was the pain point. What's the pain point? It's all, it was, that's all he was saying. What is the pain point of the person that you're speaking to? Because the pain point is why they're there. You know, yeah. they're there. Maybe the pain point is they don't know how to think with innovation. Uh, maybe the pain point is they can't think with automation. Uh, maybe the pain point is you name it. But the, the key to connection is to go, what is it that's keeping you up at night? And how can I help you through that? How can I educate you? How can I coach you? How can I show you how this thing that's slowing your company down, this thing that, that, that feels like a, a dead end road, whatever it is, there is a fallen condition. There is a pain point that exists for everybody across multiple gamuts. And our job as connection people is to discover that and show how our solution serves it. Let me give you one more example. I was with a, a very large association that everybody here listening would know if I said, and I was with them yesterday in DC. And I said, how many people will be at your show? And they said, 4,500. And I said, how many members do you have? And they said, 45,000. And I said, that is a large Delta. You know, the vast majority of your audience is not going to be served how do you feel about that? And see what they were thinking about was, do we have enough people to make budget, to payroll, to fill it out, to not look? That's fine. That's a scarcity mindset. That's a, that's a defined mindset. It's, it's not a, you know, infinite growth mindset. And so we, that was where they were like, man, how could we reach the other, you know, 90% out there, the people that we're not connecting with. And there all of a sudden a pain point started to come. And of course, as a software company, if you're listening and you're a trade show, you're like, the last thing I want is, is a software company. I just want to get people back <laughs> face to face. I get that. I get that. And, and the question is, where's the pain point and how then can we work together to, to expand? I love what you said there. And I'm hoping that there was probably that moment of awkward silence when they said 45,000 members, but only 4,500 are coming. There should have been that, that awkward moment like, oh my gosh. 90% of the people are not going to be coming to this thing, but there are members. We still have to serve them. How do we best serve them that we know the people that are coming to our face-to-face -face event, they're going to be served, but the ones that are not, yeah, we might have some other tools for them. We might, yeah, we're recording some of these sessions and stuff, but it's not the same. But through software, one thing that we've learned over the last couple of years is that virtual events have become better 
they've and the software behind them has become better to to help with that connection. So how does how does what you do how does that facilitate that better connection, even if it's online? So here's some interesting thoughts I'll just throw out for everybody because it's it's always fun to listen to something interesting. I was at PCMA, we were hosting their Educon, and one of their chapter presidents stood up and I got introduced to speak to all the presidents about stuff. And he stood up and he said, listen, before you get too far into your speech, because it was kind of like an, an organic you know, Q&A, he goes, I just want you to know I hate virtual and I wish we never had to use you. And everybody kind of takes a gasp, you know, and there's all these presidents there, chapter presidents, everything else. And I said, we'll just call him Tom. I said, Tom, I want you to know I hate virtual too. There's nothing, I don't, you think it's fun for me to sit back here and watch somebody not be able to connect using their phone or a speaker who's in Pakistan trying to stream their phone over and they're blaming me for it. You and I have something in common. I don't like it either. And everybody then takes another gasp back. And I go, it's not about, do we like something? It's about how do we give the best experience and opportunity to the people we care about. So let me say this to to the audience today. I don't have some pie in the sky, weird, magical thought that a that a virtual experience is going to be anything like a physical. In fact, if I'm being honest about it, I think I don't even think it's worth necessarily doing at the same time. I don't think that's the best use of software. Let me explain what I think it is. I think. And I thought this from day one when we started Juno, I've been in community software for a decade. I've not been in virtual event software. I'm not even so sure virtual event is is very great. I think what it's really about is looking at a holistic annualized experience for your members and saying, hey, here's what we're really interested in. In the the days, months, weeks, months leading up to an event, we are going to make sure that you are so educated and so connected and so ready for that big show that you can't wait to show up. That that 20% of your audience that decided not to show up because they didn't know anybody, because they didn't think there was enough there for them, because they didn't think the ROI was there, every single trade show is going to lose at least 25% of their audience because of mind thoughts that they could have been, that could have been solved had you had the right digital tools leading up to it. So think about this from like a, a dating app. How many more people go on more dates because they first had a chance to meet virtually, build some bridges, make some connections, and then finally muster up the courage to go show up at the bar and have a drink together? Oh, absolutely. Way more. Way more. Way more. So I think if I'm a trade show leader, I'm going, I don't really give a crap about using this thing during my trade show. What I really wanted to do is be an accelerator for relationships. And I want to, I want to use it as a propellant to get that 25% of people that are on the fence to buy the ticket and show up and say, it's worth it because now I've met people online. I'm going to have friends when I show up. I'm not going to be going there alone. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize all these cool brands are going to be there. I've got meetings set and there is going to be the ROI when inflation's high, when emotions are raw, when all these things are happening, there's a value proposition. I can begin to nurture my people and I, and so I just think if I'm, if I'm a leader, I'm not trying to make this decision on, am I going to have a virtual experience during my physical? I'm looking at this as a community building sales tool to increase sales, increase connection, increase value proposition, and, and, and get more of that 90% in the room. That's how I think people should be thinking about virtual and digital, not as a competitive analysis, not as an either or, not even as at the same time. 
I think you, you, you look at it the same way dating apps are being used, which is build the connection, build the confidence, get them over the line to show up at the bar or the trade show. I think that's how people should be looking at it. That is straight truth right there. <laughs> and that's what we've seen over, over time is that people have, and these businesses and the show organizers that they were, they were seeing, oh my gosh, we are putting so much time and money and effort into having this concurrent virtual yep. and live event and it's not working. And the people are frustrated on both ends. And my staff is being run ragged yep. and the technology can't keep up. And yep. But what Josh, what you just said, everyone rewind that, listen to it again, have that event and start building that community ahead of time. So people are excited to get live because they've just been spending maybe the past several weeks with, with new connections, with seeing new vendors. Now you get to go see them live. You go get to go have dinner with them. You get to go see their product and, and be able to touch it and, and get a good, good demo format. Wow, just a, that's a great way to look at the future of how do, we, how do we do this? How do we do it so that we are making those true connections? Just outstanding, just outstanding. Yeah, I, think, I think if anybody looked back and, and, and said, do some surveys and, and, and maybe people will be honest, maybe I mean, you can even pat it, but how many people don't show up because they say, especially now with, with, the, with the economy the way that it is, with inflation the way it is, with fuel prices the way they are, I mean, you know, how expensive is it going to be to go to your show? Yeah. How expensive is it going to be to get their booth there? And, you know, you've got all, all these battles you've got to win in the mind of your consumer of ROI is one. Listen, anybody that's been to any sort of event, I watch it all the time. How many people, it's like, they're, it's like a bad day in junior high. They don't know anybody. They're walking around <laughs> aimlessly, they're eating by themselves. I mean, somebody really should... If you're listening, next time at your show, walk around and look at the percentage of people that are isolated. Yeah. Now understand those are the ones that had the courage to show up mm-hmm. and they might not show up next year because that was a tough experience. How many of those stayed home? Because they go, really? I don't want to do that. I don't want that. I don't want to go spend all that money to sit in a hotel by myself, awkwardly walk around. You know, not everybody's extroverted. Not everybody has a network. And our job as leaders is to build those relationships, build those networks, because how much more profitable would your show be if you could get 10 to 12% more, 15% more attendance over the line? I mean, just, you know what I mean? If if that that show went from 4,500 to 5,200, that's real money. Absolutely. That's real money. Well, what if we got it from 4,500 to 9,000? Forget about it, you know? But why aren't, why aren't those people coming? And why don't we have a bigger like tension with 90% of my people don't show up? I mean, the tension that should exist there and the problem solving that should exist there. And that's where I, that's where I think scale comes in with relationships and, and you can use software and like our human interest modeling. It's a whole AI structure that we built around people declaring and discovering their interests, weighting their scores of engagement, bringing them together based on uh, content experiences and people putting this whole plan together. So you're like, Hey, heck yeah, I'm going to go because, you know, I met Jim and this course we took, or I met, it suggested Jim and I talk and on Juno, we did a virtual 15 minute chat and I can't wait to go meet Jim in, you know, Columbus and grab a drink with him. And, and Jim says he's got four or five friends that he wants to introduce me to. That should be happening year round. 
you know? Yeah. And that, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. So what would your advice be for any show organizer or, or any company there? This is a mindset shift. So this is not just a, you know, oh, we're going to, well, we should look into software. This is, this starts at mindset. What, what are the one or two key questions maybe that companies or show leaders and organizers should be asking themselves first to get the ball rolling? Yeah. So I'm going to make a statement and then we'll do a question. Number one, don't think about software for your event. How about that? Okay. There's a mindset right there. Should we use software? software for our event. Don't even think about that. Okay. Think about how can I use software the other 360 days? That's the question. Forget those five days. Don't even ask that question anymore. Throw it out the window. You know, why add stress to your people? Why? And I mean, you know, probably half my sales team right now is going, what are you doing? We're selling (laughs) this. But you know what? Juno is an entire community platform. Yes. We've got all the virtual capabilities, but what we really got is on-demand courses, micro-learning, AI, human interest modeling, connecting people. That's the stuff people should be thinking about is how do I leverage technology for 360 days, not set my hair on fire and hope you know I'm still standing for five days. Yeah. If we could provide value for 360 days so that those five days are exponentially more valuable, that's how I would be thinking about it. What can we do for 360 days so that five days are explosive? Begin with the end in mind. Begin yep. with the end in mind. And, and what do you want that, that show to be? And how do we build to that? Instead of the, what I've experienced my entire career is that you go to a show and you see, and then you go to the same show next year. And it's like, it's like a reunion. Hey, I haven't seen you all year. How's things going? No, those, we should be building those relationships and that community year round. And, but it starts with the end in mind, Josh, right. this is outstanding stuff. Outstanding yeah, stuff. Glad Just like the dating app. Remember that and find the pain point. What is it with your, with your audience? What are they experiencing? What, what is that the pain point that you can help solve? And right. then you just build that community around it. And it just ends in this like you said, going from 4,500 to 9,000 people. How do you double? How do you outgrow your venue? That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So it's there. It's possible. People want to gather together. They want to show up. Every single person that sits in a, every single person that sits at a bar wants to walk across the room and say hello to somebody. They just don't have the confidence because they haven't had the connection. And that's why dating apps became such what they did. We have to think that same mindset of let's build the connections so they walk across the room, buy the ticket, buy the airplane ticket, rent the car, pay the hotel, show up and say it was worth it because I got to be with people. Just outstanding stuff. As we as we wrap up here, just give people one more one more good takeaway that, that they that you want them to take from today's episode. And then tell them a little bit about Juno and how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, I mean. The last thought I would just say is stay with a growth mindset. Don't stay with a scarcity mindset. Don't, don't sit with a fixed mindset. Oh my gosh, if we could just hit the same numbers we did last year. Okay, it, okay, we can't do that. Okay, if we can just get 3,800, we can pay our bills. Think with a growth mindset. And then what do you need to double? And remember, it's, it's those people. So yeah, junolive.com, check us out. 
You can see a lot of our tools, schedule a demo, sit with our team, talk about community, stop talking about virtual event software. It's so COVID start talking <laughs> about the future of community and go build relationships with your people. Josh, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for getting everyone, hopefully thinking about growth, thinking about connection, think about putting that end in mind so that they can work. 365 days a year, not just those five days a year and the rest of the time running around planning, but it starts with connecting with your audience and finding out what they want. What is their pain that's going through? Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you taking the time today. My pleasure, Jim. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. All right. And everybody continue to come back here to Trade Show Universe. Keep binging, keep learning and keep growing. And we'll see you next time.